Sammy. And this is the Holistic Heart Podcast, the place for all things therapy and mental health. We know navigating the human experience can be as challenging as it is beautiful. So we wanted to create a space where we can dive deep into self-exploration, normalize the struggle, and hold space for hard topics and conversations. We are so excited to have you join us on this journey. Welcome to the Holistic Heart Podcast. I'm Kristen and I'm here with Sammy. Hello. (laughs) And today we are going to be talking about mental health and moving mental health forward. So if you don't know, May is Mental Health Month. So we thought it would be yeah, uh, an (laughs) opportunity to talk about mental health in a little bit more general of a way. But also Sammy and I were talking before we hit record about just like the changes that are happening in the mental health field that still need to happen in the mental health field, the way that things have moved forward and the way that we um, as clients and therapists in the mental health community um, are moving the whole field forward. So we thought it would be a fun conversation, opportunity to have this conversation today. Um, Benson is like literally right next to me and he's ready to have a banana. So I'm just like, I wish that you could all witness the the wonder of watching Benson eat a banana. It's like the cutest thing. (laughs) And I like absolutely loathe mouth noises and I'm sure I'm not the only one. Um, And I like, I hate mouth noises, but Benson chewing on a banana is like the cutest mouth noise. I don't know why it's cute. Mm -hmm. It's very endearing. Um, I mean, pretty much anything that Benson does just like immediately, it just makes whatever that activity is cuter because he's just like so little. But the banana thing is, it's just like especially cute. It's like little bunny ASMR. I know. (laughs) That's the next reel. We're going to go viral with that. Literally just going to say, I wasn't going to say real though. I was going to say our next podcast episode is going to be just Benson ASMR. <laughs> he also like digs into blankets and makes a repetitive sound. There's lots he could offer us. I feel like there really are. Yes. <laughs> you know, creative opportunity. But yeah, so, so we, we digress. However, we're talking about mental health and moving mental health forward. I think this is such an important conversation to have and that to be having, uh, obviously, Sammy, something that we are passionate about and believe in strongly, uh, slightly invested in. um, But yeah, where do we want to start? Do you have any thoughts on where we start? I'm thinking of when like this initial conversation started a few moments ago before we pressed record. When I think of like moving it forward, I think of, I guess I'm thinking of like for me and my own journey within the field of mental health and um, we don't need to say exactly how long that's been, but when I reflect, I think it's like, it's so cool to see how much progress and how much movement has happened. And I think it's also, it can be really easy, particularly I feel like we have similar views on this. Like the, the past few years, it's just like, 
exploded. It's There's been a lot of shifts and transformation. And I think when that happens, it can start to feel like, oh, we've landed. We've like, all these changes have been made. And it's beautiful to see, to see it and to see like the destigmatization of so much of it. And there's so, so much progress that is yet to continue to kind of happen. Yeah. And so it's this like, it's an interesting place to be in and to observe. And I know for us at Holistic Heart, I know for myself and for our whole team, like social impact is a focus that we have. It's like, how do we identify the areas that we still need to push the envelope and push things forward? And how do we get engaged in that? But I'm also thinking, as you're saying, I will go ahead and give the definitive time frame. I've been I've been independently licensed. So like not counting grad school and not counting the two years that I had to work pre-license. Um, mm-hmm. I've been licensed for 12 years. So I've been working as a therapist for longer than that. Um, yay. <laughs> like that is a long time to be doing anything. Um, but I do love it so much. And when I first started, I called myself a holistic therapist and it was like frowned upon. Mm-hmm. Like it was actively like discredited and devalued. Like I had experiences with clients, um, either primary care physicians or even med prescribers saying you need to see someone else because, um, you know, like this is not like a legitimate therapist that's doing holistic therapy. And, you know, I am like a licensed therapist and I don't know if that was unclear, but I feel like there's this, there was this connotation around holism and a holistic approach that was like, oh, that's not science and we value science, right? And it's, um, it, we know that it is science and that science talks about, you know, the body is very in the central nervous system and all the things that have, you know, been researched now, well-researched and, and demonstrated is the word I'm looking for to be effective. But at that time, it was like very, um, very much like, what is that word where it's like out there? Like, it, like it's like where it was like not, yeah. it wasn't non-conventional, right? Like it was very yes. unconventional. And now it's like, people are looking for a holistic approach. People understand not just people, clients, but other professionals and the industry as a whole are starting to really, the field as a whole, starting to really recognize mm. the importance of bringing the body into the work, bringing the spirit into the work, of integration work of holism as a lens right and so there it's great it's a little frustrating for me I'm not gonna lie <laughs> so I'm like uh we've been seeing like we know we know yes. um, this and, is not new <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and also wonderful that so many people are now able to access it more readily because there's a lot more people practicing this way and that's like one major shift that I feel like has but again, to your point, Sammy, I feel like has just started to happen. Not mm-hmm. like, I think it might feel really big from where we've come from, where it was like not present at all. Um, yes. Things were like very like, you know, straight DSM diagnostic assessment based, pathology based. And we've absolutely moved into like more humanizing. Yeah. Treatment. Like that's like, hey, we are humans were under conditions. We need to understand all the elements of those conditions. Um, but there's still so much 
further to go with that, I think too. Oh yeah. I remember being in college and taking a class on, it was more of just like holistic health in general, but it was like everything that we learned about with complementary and alternative Mm. medicine or cam modalities. And it was so much of like, I mean, I think when you're looking from a holistic perspective, yes, like literally anything is complementary to the next thing where it's holistic. And also that's not what was specifically complementary. It wasn't everything. It was these more holistic and a lot of the mental health-based things that are so like like I think of like EMDR and acceptance and commitment therapy and so many things that are so just like practiced now where like absolutely no taboo. We don't do that. And it's just like, it is so beautiful to see that this is something that is accepted and utilized. And there, I mean, I would be lying if I didn't say I watched some of these things and I'm like, oh, really? Now we're noticing yeah. this. <laughs> like, yes. yes. <laughs> And like, this is not a pseudoscience, this is scientific. And there is this separation between, um, or there seems to be, like we've talked about this, like Eastern and Western medicine and everything, where it's like, when we're looking at holism, which when we're, when we're looking at care of any kind, we are looking at a whole person. We're not, not ever looking at a whole person. And that's why it's so important to take the holism and the holistic perspective into consideration. And it is, it's refreshing to see that. And I think there's still a lot of like growth to be done around this on a collective level. Mm -hmm. And I do, I feel really proud of the work that we do at Holistic Heart. And I'm excited that there are so many more providers working this way. And I think all of us are activists in a way, right? Like that that's by practicing the way that we know works well, that we know is like that this holistic approach and this whole person lens is vital to true and deep healing. Like by taking that stance and working that way, that's pushing things forward, right? And that's making it more comfortable for more and more people to join that. And I love seeing how that has like, transpired over time I think it's really and it's wonderful for us as clients also to have access to treatment like that absolutely Kristen's gonna hate what I'm about to say but I (laughs) I think um like it is such an honor to be a part of a practice and like you have created and you've um devoted so much, so many resources to creating a space, not only for clients, but also for clinicians to be able to lean into and really like stand in your power around this belief system and these shared sets of beliefs and like understanding of being a human. Um, when you were saying earlier about your experience with like calling yourself a holistic therapist, I, it made me think of a conversation that you and I had a really long time, probably like five or six years ago. And So I was like expressing, saying some kind of frustration about, yeah, you know, you meet someone like, oh, what do you do? Holistic therapist. What is that? Mm -hmm. And I remember a time where I would just be like, I'm not even going to say that. That's not, I'm not even going to say what I'm really going to school for because it's like annoying to have to explain it and stuff. And I remember you being like, what the fuck, Sammy? No. (laughs) (laughs) Say it. That's not what you're doing though. Like say it. And I don't think I've ever not said that since then. Cause it was like, yeah, you know what? It, it it can feel quote unquote inconvenient to have to explain ourselves or whatever, but it's also not that it's like, no, you're standing in your power around what this means. And that's where 
change and transformation and movement moving forward, like that's where that comes from. So I want to super long-winded way of saying like, thank you for creating this space and this container for so much growth, not just for clients, but also for clinicians, because I think that's where the movement comes from. Well, thank you so much. I feel like I am very uncomfortable with receiving compliments. So I do. Yeah, that's why I said I knew. <laughs> and also I really, really do deeply appreciate you saying that because it is so important to me because I think really when I was creating the holistic heart, one, I wanted a space. I started off wanting a space for clients to have the experience that I wanted to have as a client and that I didn't feel like I had access to, but really wanted. And so I wanted to create a space for clients to be able to access that. And as I grew in my professional experience, I also then wanted other providers to be able to work this way. So it was like, you know, moving sort of organically from wanting clients to be able to access this type of really wonderful lens through which we're working. And then also wanting to provide the type of, you know, internship site that I would have loved to have, or the type of mentorship or like group nurturing and um, learning from each other in a holistic way that that I like wish I had access to. And I feel like I went through so many different avenues to try to get the education that I have and the experiences that I have. I went for like yoga teacher certification. I went to Salve for like after like uh, continuing grad school stuff, like, you know, after my master's just in holistic studies to just try to get like a hypnotherapy sir. I'm like, how do I learn these different modalities? How do I get exposed? How do I get the experience? How do I learn more about what it means to be human and expose myself in those ways and have the opportunity to practice and learn. And so it has been so important to me to create a space for both clients and providers. And so I think that is, I appreciate you uh, acknowledging that. And I like, I think that is part of how we move the profession forward, right? Is like, we have to not only look at client care, which is incredibly important. It's the crux of what we do, but we also have to look at how we're nurturing providers coming into the field because they're the ones that are going to create the next norms, right? Like for how we're working is the people doing the work. Yeah. Right. Yep. Right. Well, and that's where it's like, you can't just look at the client care then because where is that coming from and how are we, how are we expanding the education of this? And it's, I think, um, also just an example of, I feel like it can, like, you can look at something and be like, I just wish that it was this way. I wish I could have this experience. And to me, it represents the importance of like, this is how we move things forward. This is how things evolve and continue to grow and expand by really believing in something and acting on that. And in such a, like an expansive and collective way too, because, and I think that's like, that's something that you nurture. I have benefited from all of the things that you um, mentioned. And it's like, when you nurture that and that it it can start small, but it expands. And I've had the gift of watching the holistic heart expand into so many different and beautiful ways um, and, and reach even past clients and clinicians and everything. And that's what, to me, like when we look at in a more meta way, like mental health and more of the holistic view of mental health is 
it goes beyond even the clinical context. And I think that's, that's what's so important. We spoke about this a bit at the end of the last episode, when we were talking about social medias, kind of like influence and role on mental health and how things are shifting and evolving. I think that's a really important element of that as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. It is. And I feel like there's, I mean, so much is happening on social media, right. With, uh, expanding knowledge around mental health, expanding um, accessibility to mental health information. And um, I think also continuing to contribute to destigmatization. And also I think a lot of what's happening on social media that's really beautiful is like um, education around like the, uh, around humanity, around human needs, around human rights, around human experience that are just like, hey, this is how we treat people. And this is how we talk to people. And this is how we don't talk to people. And like, there's a lot of willingness. And I think social media in particular, by giving individuals such a platform, it allows us to really hear from people with lived experience about what that, whatever their lived experience is, what it's like for them and what they need from people who are looking to support them and so we learn from each other in a really powerful way about how to care for one another which is another part of like community is such a part of mental health that like doesn't get talked about and I think that's something that's moving forward also and shifting is like we're moving to include the one-to-one but it has to go beyond the one-to-one right because like we don't heal in isolation, we heal in relationship. And so whether that's, you know, family relationship, personal relationships, you know, um, or community, like within your like, you know, um, social groups, relationships, Mm -hmm. peer relationships. So there's so many places that we interact with one another and see ourselves reflected and care for one another in a way that's healing. And I think social media is a really amazing platform for creating community as well and learning from each other in community and learning in that way how to treat people well, you know, that you may not have like had access to the knowledge around otherwise. Well, and the common theme that I see and hear in all of that is like the concept of connection. Like I can connect with this concept. I can connect with this experience. Representation. I see myself in this. I understand. Um, when if we're living in an isolated experience, which so many of us are, right? Where it's like, I don't see this. So either everyone must be experiencing this or nobody is and it's just me. And to be able to have that um, connection to see. And I say this specifically because even if it's like you're scrolling through and you see on TikTok, 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 (laughs) um, a video, and it may not be like, oh, I have this relationship with this person. I don't, I don't know them. I have no idea who this person is, but I have a connection with this person because I resonate with this experience. And I never knew someone else had this experience before. And it, it creates, obviously there's so much more possibility and potential for creating like literal connections and community there too. Um, but just being able to recognize that's something that has not been around for very long at all. And I know there are obviously pitfalls of social media and everything in this, in the same context, that's an important thing to note, but it is, it's just like when we, when we think about the concept of moving mental health forward, I think you, we can't talk about that without noting social media and the movement that it's um, created within the greater movement. 
Yeah. And the way that it's, I think also modeled for us things that we can bring into the in-person realm also. Like, so there's things that, you know, we have access maybe to things and people and information that we wouldn't otherwise have access to because they're, you know, across the globe or they're across the country and you wouldn't run into them at, you know, in your local neighborhood. But what we learn in those circumstances, we can bring into our immediate, like uh, in-person relationships as well. And I think that's really valuable. And I was thinking when you were talking, Sammy, about, um, you know, like sort of like the ripple effect, I guess is like I'm just summarizing, but it feels like, like, yeah, because even when we talk about client care, focus on client care, our clients are, are all kinds of, I'm a client, like, so I'm a client and I'm a therapist. So then my therapist, my clients benefit from the work that I do as a client in my own therapy, right? Like, right. and so then I bring that as a therapist to my experience with my own clients. And, you okay. know, so we're all just humans doing this thing and we all have uh, our own little sphere of influence where we make an impact and the work that we do with ourselves and what we expose ourselves to and what we intentionally seek out knowledge wise and personal development wise and healing wise, it shifts our state of being and then we offer something different and more to all of the places that we inhabit. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm curious because I feel like we've spent a lot of time, which is amazing, talking about the growth and everything that we've seen. What are some like limitations that you see or some things that um could see some continued change and transformation? Like in the mental health field? Like yeah. yeah. Um, I think so COVID definitely shifted accessibility in the sense of making telehealth very prominent. And so I did see, at least in the context of holistic heart, that where I have the most eyes, um, I did see a significant shift in, well, the number of people, I think, because of just like the trauma that we're all going through, reaching out for mental health support, but also being able to sustain their appointments and and keep wow. um continue. However, I think some of the challenges continue to be uh, things like managed care, like health insurance coverage for um, you know, like the health, like people who are using health insurance, their insurance determines whether or not they're able to access mental health services. They determine for how long or you know the what that can look like, what the limitations of that are. Um, and often, you know, people have like high deductibles or, you know, things like, so definitely cost is, I think on both sides, you know, like uh, cost is an issue for individuals seeking therapy, whether it's a high deductible, a high copay, being uninsured, or, and it's also an issue for the therapist because, um, you know, managed care sets a rate and they say that's what you're going to make and then there's denials and there's all that you know so like there's oh yeah challenges on both sides with that system I think the managed care system of therapy service provision is a limited one and that's definitely something that we hit the wall with a lot of times I feel like a lot of clients either don't start or have to end prematurely because either their insurance has shifted or um or they like lost their insurance or their employer changed their insurance and now they're 
provider doesn't accept that kind or whatever the case may be, or they age up to a different insurance. Yeah. Oh, so many like systemic elements to this too, Mm -hmm. that I think, um, can be so challenging. And also, um, do you see ways of like working around this or supporting this? I'm asking this as a bit of a segue. (laughs) (laughs) I can see where we might be headed here. Um, Yes. I feel like, well, one of the things that I will like, I'll try to be confident around and like own is I, one of the things I appreciate about myself is when I get frustrated with things, I'm not just like frustrated with them. I'm like frustrated and want to figure out how to change it. Like, like, I don't like this. I want it to be different. Not just like, I don't like this. Uh, Although I will say, go ahead. I was just going to say, and if I may interject, it's, it's changed in like two seconds, like for (laughs) real. (laughs) I like to move quickly if I have the uh, possibility of doing that. Yes. Yes, absolutely. move on it. Um, you know, let's make it different. If we can make it different and making it different would make it better. Um, but, but the, the challenge of cost accessibility, financial accessibility has been one that I've been banging my head against the wall for a while with, because, uh, it just felt like, okay, well, people need to use their insurance. Like people are paying such high premiums for health insurance that they're not, most people are not able to then pay additionally private pay costs for whatever services they need, not just mental health, because they're already right. paying so much to have this health insurance, they want to use it. I get that. I also want that. Um, and there's so many limitations with this system of health insurance, right? Like, and so I was really struggling with that for a long time. Um recently, I know you know, we like I founded a nonprofit to try to address this area, right? Of like, so I was thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, clients can't pay. Therapists are going without getting paid and that's not sustainable either because we are doing this as a job and people do their jobs so that they can pay their bills and make a living and buy groceries. And so like, we can't just expect therapists to just not get paid to, and that be the avenue to accessibility because that's not sustainable or fair. And it's really, you know, valuable and rich and enriching work, but it's hard work. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of value to the work that's being provided. And so insurance and insurance isn't going to pay. So like, where do we go with this? And I just thought there's such a movement um, in recent years toward like community funding, right? Like it's, I think we like think on such an individual level historically that we're like, I have to fix this or I need to change or they need to change. It's like one person thing, right? Like it's like, yes, we're such a binary oriented society of like, this is, it's going to be this or it's going to be that. And I was like, what is the third option here? Um, and it feels like it's this, like there are so many people that understand and recognize the value of mental health, the importance of mental health, and they might not be able to pay for someone to come to therapy for a year but they might be able to contribute enough that it would cover one session. And if, if many people do that, then can we have a place for that funding to go that might be able to really be a resource to the community around accessing services that they really need. So like, I didn't get there immediately by any means, but I did eventually get there. That was what um, my idea for, for addressing the financial challenges. I think there's other places that we can make progress 
as well. I don't want to just mm-hmm. say the financial, but um, I think the one of the big issues with mental health is people that need it don't get it. And right. so it was like, okay, how do we help with that? Yeah. Well, and I think, like you said, it's not just the financials, but I, I, I the financials can be the initial point at which it stops mm-hmm. because we can't get past it without that. And so I just think this is such a beautiful. When you brought this idea to me, I was just like, Oh yes, this is incredible. And, um, it, it was, it did happen very quickly, which I just, I, I say, because I think it's like, I have personally learned so much from you around, like when you really believe in something, like you can make it happen, but it's not like waiting around for it to happen. And that can look like so many different things too. It's just recognizing that like, like grand movements can start small or like with this idea and sticking with it and expanding upon it and believing in it is so important. And, um, I hear that echoed in like what you're saying. Okay. It doesn't have to be all or nothing, but our society and like so much of the world we live in very much is based on that all or nothing binary, this or that kind of component. And something like this is expands into that. Like we were talking about earlier community, feeling like there's this sense of community and support and okay. Yeah. I can't, I can't pay for one person's therapy for a year, but to be able to even contribute to a session or a part of a session and, and, and part of a larger movement that is a part of an even, even larger movement is so powerful and profound. Yeah. And it's like remembering that we care for each other and giving a space for that to happen. Because I think most people want to help in whatever way they can and just don't know how, or that they, that, that what they could offer could even make a difference in any kind of way. So it's like, you know, if all I have right now to give is $10, then do I really feel like that's going to make a difference? Well, if, you know, a hundred people give $10, that's a pretty significant difference actually. And like, so it's just having the space to where can we all come together and give what we're able to in support of something that matters to all of us as a community. And, um, and I think that that is nurturing on both sides also, because it's like, it feels good to give. It feels good to put yourself and your behavior behind something that aligns with your values. So like that feels good on the end of giving. And of course it feels helpful to be able to receive support if you need it in order to access something that you really are in need of. So I think it's healing and beneficial all around. And I think that's also in addition to the nonprofit, um, which is called Heart to Heart, if you're interested in it, (laughs) play on our holistic heart, Um, very heart centered over here uh, in my realm of things. So I feel like, um, but, you know, like in addition to the nonprofit itself, I think mental health in general, when we talk about moving mental health forward, community is a big part of that conversation. It's moving. It's, it feels like we went from negating the individual and focusing on the group to hyper individualization, where now we have negated the group and focused me first, my needs, this, you know, like, which is necessary. It's not a bad thing. It was important because we needed to differentiate and identify. It's like it's like adolescence, right? Where it's like, okay, I'm not a part of the family unit anymore. Who am I separate from that? But I think right. the next layer is how do we now then take this individuality that we have identified for ourselves and bring it back to the community in service, right? So we're not losing ourselves in the group, but we are being ourselves in a way that 
benefits not just us but also the group so it's like we're kind of coming full circle and I think that is absolutely the future of mental health is how do we understand ourselves individually so well that we recognize the gifts and the brilliance and the the um you know potential that we have to offer the larger community and service yes well because there's we're all connected. It kind of makes me think of the spiral where it's like, you start with you, like we are the center for each individual, each, each of our individual experiences, we are the center, but it expands outwards. And I think that's also why we started off talking about the holism element, because that's exactly what you're talking about here. It's, it's not just the community. It's not just the individual. It's the individual and the community and the ind- all of the individuals within the community in their own experiences and also how we all impact one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like, you know, you mentioned um, earlier that like I move fast and we, that people have the ability to bring an idea into, um, into like manifest reality, right? Like into the material realm. Mm -hmm. And, and that happens in community. Like you mentioned like, oh, when you brought me this idea. So like, right. I had an idea, but I brought it to you. (laughs) And that's like in community. And I certainly, the, the nonprofit, we've got an amazing board. We've had the support of of the holistic heart team has been so instrumental in like raising funds for that. So there's like, that's where it becomes like, yes, I did do a lot and do it quickly. And I engaged like other people who really cared about it. And that gave this momentum also. So it's like being willing to reach out and connect with people who have maybe aligned visions around what, you know, like, but I love, um, I love the potency of like, if you have a belief or you have an idea, like, do it, you know, you can do it. Like mm-hmm. that's how we, that's how we're going to make the progress. It absolutely is. And I'm so excited and like proud to be a part of the movement and to see it continue to move forward, both heart to heart, holistic heart, and also just within the mental health field in general. I think it is, it's like, it's such important work for each and every one of us. I don't just mean like, because this is literally our work every day, but like the existential, the personal work and the community work that this is. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, the healing work that we each do, like we talked about before, like it has that ripple effect in how we show up in the space that we're able to offer. And then the next generation and next generation, right? Like, so there's, there's, so much of individual work that goes into like collective healing. Oh yeah. And I don't know about you, but I can, I can like, I can feel it. I can hear it in talking to different generations and everything. And that's not to say one is better than the other, but you can hear this evolution in just the way that um, individuals experience their own humanity and the um, humanity that they share with others. Yeah. And how they have been able to hold space maybe differently moving forward with like their kids and beyond, right? Because of the work that they've done. And I think it's, it's such powerful ongoing work. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I know we've been talking for a while, so I suppose we should wrap here. Is there anything else that you want to add that we haven't touched on or anything for today? I don't think so. I mean, the only other thing I'll say as like a small plug, if you're interested in 
the, uh, in the nonprofit Heart to Heart, um, it's the website is hearttoheartri.org if you want more information about what we're doing. And I will say, because this comes out on the 8th of May, um, on the 13th of May, we're doing a mental health walk. So it's called Mental Health Matters Walk. Uh, the Holistic Heart team will be there in attendance. Um, some of us, those of us that can make it so that we are walking uh, for in celebration of Mental Health Month and to promote this cause that we really believe in. And um, you can register for that. If you're interested in joining us for the walk, you can get the information on the Heart to Heart website for that too. Yes, definitely join us. And, and it'd be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know I'm saying this and I can't there, but it is going to be so fun. <laughs> Literally in another state. So like, it's not like there's, what can you do? You know? I will be like, just FYI for everyone. There were very limited Saturdays in May that we could choose from. Mm. Uh, I don't know why, I, I guess May is a really popular month, but we had to like book the park that we're doing it at. So and like, oh, okay. um, all the Saturdays were booked except for this one. So unfortunately it overlapped with Sammy's travel, but Perfect. she'll be there in spirit. I'll have the next one. I'll be there in spirit and I'm excited well, to continue still helping fundraise, which we appreciate. That's so. true. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. And uh, I hope we've inspired you with some of the, the notes of progress that we're making and, and to, you know, whatever visions you might have for progress that could be made. I encourage you to follow those because that people are what make change. So, yes. Yeah. I second all of that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.